Welcome to the Warrior Way podcast, where we talk about all things Liberty Christian School. I'm your special host for today, Johnny Isom, Director of Alumni Relations, and I am so glad you are joining us for today's show. Today is episode number seven, and our conversation highlights excellence and God's truth with alumnus Nicole Cornett. Let's dive into this conversation. Well, it's been a crazy homecoming week, and we've got a we got an exciting uh, podcast today um, guest that I'm very excited about. Goes well with uh, homecoming and alumni coming back. We've got Nicole Cornette in the house, and I'm excited about it. So, uh, how you doing today? I am so good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been crazy, crazy day, but it, it, it's been great. Yeah, I can imagine. So um, we're just going to get right into kind of just hearing your story a little bit. I think people, you got a great story, and I think it's a good one to tell um, to our Liberty family. So first, just tell us about how you got to Liberty. Yeah, of course. So we moved to Texas from Phoenix, Arizona um, when I was in seventh grade. And I came from a Catholic school. I've always been to Catholic schools. My whole family's big Catholic family. And we were needing to find some sort of Christian school. And uh, my dad took us to Nolan Catholic. <laughs> so we wind up at okay, Nolan. This okay. is a bad start, right? Okay. We wind up at Nolan. <laughs> we tore the grounds. My mom was working at CBS 11. So she wanted a place that was right next door. Mm. And that was Nolan. Um, we toured. It was fine. You know, nothing to write home about, I guess. Um, we ended up moving to Lantana. So that's a far drive, Nolan Catholic to Lantana. And we had a family in the neighborhood who told us about Liberty and we had never heard about Liberty. So we gave Liberty a try and I think my parents just fell in love and we were completely blindsided, I guess, because we had never really heard about the school, didn't know, like we didn't know Liberty from Adam. So we wound up here um, and I mean, I guess the rest is history. It was. So did you actually attend some classes at Nolan? We went, I I shadowed a girl, I remember for a day. Okay. And then we came to good old Lib. (laughs) And I mean, it was just, it was hilarious because we really hadn't heard. And my older brother was actually at Geyer at the time because we went to a um, public high, not high school, public middle school. Me and Luke went to McMath and my parents really wanted more of a Christian setting. So they took us out. And I think my older brother at Geyer was getting into some mischief. So (laughs) as you said, we need, we need some Christian foundation and Liberty. I mean, like, yeah, my parents were blown away. They're like, this is a real place. This is a school. Like kids really, what? Like they were truly amazed of just, you know, how like loving this place is as soon as you step foot into the door. So they loved it. Now, did you feel that loving feeling as, as, as soon as, as, I guess, as quickly as your parents did? I did, and it scared me. I remember <laughs> I remember walking in, and I don't know if we were praying over someone or something, like the whole school. We were out, like, lined on the hallways, and everyone like, had their hands up. I think it was, like, cross-exam. It was something where yeah. it was a big moment, and we were coming from a public school at the time, so... I remember like me, John and Luke all kind of like eyeing each other, like what is going on in here? And I, I, I thought it was fun. Cause like I mentioned, my family's a Catholic family and I feel like within like the Catholic faith, it's a little more mellow and it's not as evangelical. Mm. And, um, I remember Luke and I, like it was a little, we were a little nervous, like what is happening? But it was, it's so neat because my mom came from, she was Protestant and my dad was Catholic and they met and we always went to both. Like, We'd have to go to Sunday Mass every Sunday, but then my mom led the worship team at her church, so we would go see my mom later. And it was so neat 
I think, coming to liberty because we got to marry the two and like see pros and cons of both faiths. And you kind of, you know, grow up in a little bubble. I thought everyone's Catholic growing up. <laughs> People here think everyone, you know, is Christian. It's just really fun to see two different faiths and and like, you know, teach other people about it. And Liberty was just so welcoming. So I, yeah, like my family, I really liked it. I think it was a little harder for my older brother coming from Geyer especially. Mm -hmm. And then, but Luke and I, I don't know, we kind of, we were buddies. We we're really close in age. So we kind of just took it on head on and it was fine. So, gotcha. so when, you, when you look back kind of on your time on this campus, and you actually were on this campus, which is really cool, but mm -hmm. your time on this campus, is there some people that stand out that were uh, just had an impact on your life? Oh, definitely. I mean, even just walking in now, it's been several years since I've been back. And I mean, like, I just walk right into the doors and everyone's smiling and it's like, okay, no one know you, but I don't remember you, but I know you. Like everyone just it has love in their eyes. And for me, it's definitely, I have to shout out Coach Ken Burroughs here, I think for a second. I mean, the man is still coaching. Like we just need a round of applause right there. <laughs> that, is, that is impressive. Um, and like the amount of wins he has to his name, but it doesn't even matter about any of that. It's just more so he is like humility. If I could sum him up in one word I'm actually reading a book right now called humility by Andrew Murray and it's about you know becoming nothing so God can be your everything and mm -hmm. like when I wow. look at coach Burroughs that's what it is I mean he comes in and he'll start off practice sometimes with like a bible verse and and he just does it out of the goodness of his heart and and you can tell and so I just yeah I gotta shout out coach Burroughs one time for the one time <laughs> So if, you, if you're listening, he might not be, but I'll make him listen to this. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's uh, just one of my, my best friends on campus and really just a special individual. And he's one of those guys that nine times out of 10, you walk, walk into the coach's locker room and he's going to be, or the coach's office, he's going to be uh, reading his Bible. Yeah. He's just really yeah. is a, a special um, a person. Mm -hmm. So are you able to, I'm sure you met some some people, some friends here along the way, are you able to, I know your journey's kind of been all over, but are you able to keep, keep in touch with some Liberty friends? Yeah. So I'm actually back for my 10 year reunion, which yeah. is a weird, it's an <laughs> ugly number. I remember when my parents would mention like, I know I'm sorry guys here, <laughs> not that you're older than me, but you might be. Um, my, my mom and dad, it's, you know, they're like, Oh, this chair's 20 years old. I'm like, mom, I'm not even 20. Like, no way. That's crazy. And I'll never be that old. And here I am, you know, yeah. like 10 year anniversary. Yeah, it happens to us all. It, yes, happens. it does. It's ugly, but, but yes, I'm really excited to see some people. I mean, I haven't seen them in a long time because I moved out after I went to OU first, actually for, for a hot sec. And then from there went over to Los Angeles and I haven't been back much so it's neat and everyone's you know married with a million kids that's the south so i am not <laughs> but it's gonna be fun to be with all these friends and their babies um i actually do i'm serious about that it's gonna be fun i'm excited to see everyone for sure we're glad you're back um tell us a little bit about just uh college life you know leaving what uh you know people say liberty you know it's, we got a, just a unique environment that's really special and then going off to college is different mm -hmm. just kind of tell us about your college journey so i went to oklahoma my first 3 years i mean it's a big state school so you know there's it's sports and parties <laughs> that's right. kind of you know their mo i guess mm -hmm. um but i i really do want to like credit Liberty for everything where my friend group was so good here. And I remember like my parents really didn't believe it just from their high school experiences. 
And it's like, no, for fun, like we really want to go putt putting, mom, or like we really do want to go bowling. Like, and so it's really quite neat to know, like you can have good solid friends with good solid Christian foundation, and that can carry you on through college. Like, there's always going to be those people out there, and even if, like, I mean, I played a sport, so there's a lot of athletes who can do that kind of stuff. Where you're with the football guys after a big win, and everyone wants to go to some house party. Like, you can be that different one. And people will respect you. Like, it, it's okay. And I never kind of got into that stuff. I still don't drink at all, really. I'm 28 now. And it's just it's just like kind of who I am. And it's okay. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, people won't judge you. Like, you don't have to feel like the only one. There's always going to be people like you, and you can kind of lead that group. And, yeah, I'm, like, really happy. I never, like, regretted anything or was nervous about it And like you can be yourself in these situations. And I do have liberty to think knowing like there are a lot of people like us out there and going to other schools, it can feel, you know, like an opposite effect where you think you are the only one and that can make you sad. But Liberty really, it is a crazy, crazy place. I know it's like I'm advertising for Liberty, but it's true. Did you feel like your faith was challenged somewhat once you left kind of this environment? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely can be at times, I suppose. But again, like for me, it's just God made a lot of really awesome people out there. And like, you can find them. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, folks. And my dad, of all people, is anti-Los Angeles. And so I remember when I transferred, the reason I kind of went to OU was it was an all-Christian coaching staff. And like, the girls were great. A former alum, Whitney Hand, was there. Mm-hmm. And I could not find that in any other colleges per se, like UNC used to be my dream school. And I was in like eighth grade. I got offered young and I went on my official visit and I mean, it was scary. It was a place where I didn't really want to be the coaches, the girl, like it was just not a a good environment. And I'm like, well, where, what do I do? And Oklahoma honestly wasn't the school I necessarily wanted to go to. I wanted to be different. And I wanted a, like a Duke, a Stanford, a a school with some like to it. And um, Oklahoma wasn't that, I think, because a lot of people went to OU here or like a Texas and A&M. Mm-hmm. And I went to OU because the people truly were amazing. And I was like, dang, so this school's crossed off the list, this school, this school. But I felt like God led me to OU by closing some other doors. And it's really, it was the people. And so, yeah, I just have to credit, credit God again here too, where he really has made some amazing people. And you're going to find them if you look for them. So you're out in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. doing life out there, which is, <laughs> is different than anywhere you've been. Tell us, how how do, how do you navigate that world out there, and, and what are you doing out there? Yeah, of course. So from OU, it leads me to UCLA, and that place was a dream come, dream come true. I, I mean, it has the cliche with the name uh, of, I mean, here in Los Angeles, and it really is like a fairy tale world if you've ever been. I mean, it's truly the campus is beautiful. You're sandwiched in between like Beverly Hills, Bel Air and Santa Monica and the water. Um, and again, like I was nervous because my dad is very anti-California and I went on my visit. It's an all Christian coaching staff. Like my wow. best friend, Carrie Corver, the most like devout person I know. Her dad's a pastor, her, like the whole Corver family, they're a big basketball family. And it's just an like amazing people where I'm like, wow, I, of all places, I was not expecting it to be 
here in California. Wow. Did you know anyone out there? No, I wow. knew zero people. I mean, I just went because I knew I like deep down in my heart, I'd always kind of wanted California. I was just drawn to it, the sunshine. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a dream come true. And I like took a risk. And that's kind of what like I feel like my mom teaches is just always saying yes and going. And I knew at OU like I was going to regret it if I just had, you know, graduated. So I took a risk and then went on my visit to UCLA. And despite what my father says and still says about California, <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> so where are we in the process at as far as is, do you, are you still taking classes? Is, is school over? So school's <laughs> over. Yeah. Hopefully there's still not a 28 year old <laughs> in school. Um, so yeah, I graduated. I then, um, I knew I still wanted to be there in LA somehow, some way, and it's expensive. So um, my head coach actually hired me on to do a little color commentary slash slideline reporting because um, my mom's done that her whole life, but I wanted the sports angle. So I gave that a whirl. It wasn't for me. It wasn't. Okay. It's not for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. Primarily because I think I love sports so much. You kind of have to give up like watching the actual sport to like really sense. jump into caring about all the nitty gritty and the details and it stresses you out in a different way. And I didn't love that. And I really love like good reporters and people who are good at what they do. And I wasn't good at it. So I was like, I don't know if I want to be this person. And I, and I didn't love it enough to want to, you know, get through the nitty gritty. And I mean, cause I know I've seen my mom do it. We moved a lot growing up and it takes a lot of that. You have to start in a little rinky dink town and go from another small town to another one to mm -hmm. keep growing. And like, here we wound up in Dallas, but it took, you know, like 18 years of my life. I mean, it was a long time before we wound up here, um, even in my family. So I just knew I didn't really like that. And I didn't love interviewing the talent. Like I still kind of wanted to be the talent. <laughs> so I was like, what else can I do here? And that then led to my director of ops would get phone calls from like Warner Brothers or Fox, like a game show calling saying, Hey, we need some athletes. We have this new game show coming out. Who do you know? And they'd always point at me. I'm like, Oh, let's go. So I'd be sent off on these auditions. And then that's when it kind of all snowballed and I'd go and start at one place. I was on this really bad. I hope no one has seen it. It was a Fox game show called ultimate tag. I know. And from there, you were a ref. I, yeah, it was so bad. You. It was so I did. bad. I did. I'm sorry. You had to <laughs> <You're> watch. <right. laughs> The Watt, the Watt brothers. Actually, yes, JJ, it. TJ. It was, oh, it was bad. I was sad. I, 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 my favorite tagger was Banshee. No way. <laughs> I'm just joking. If but you I, guys I saw it, you would know that she was terrifying. Yeah, she was terrifying. Uh, but yeah, I did. so funny. I saw you run out. I was like, oh, there's no cool. Okay. <laughs> She's right. That was a tag. This is hilarious. I hope I wish we had like some sort of footage that you actually I don't wish we had that. But I like auditioned for that show and then they didn't want me. Thank the Lord because it's for like parkour athletes and mm -hmm. you know like gymnasts and I can't I can't even do a somersault. So I they liked my personality and then they said let's be a ref. You can you be a ref? I'm like, "Oh, I can be a ref." So they gave me that flag and I twirled that flag. But from there, you just get different opportunities mm -hmm. and you get, you know, like seen by somebody else. And then I was back at Warner Brothers doing voiceover work for an NBA 2K video game and they needed like WNBA player voices. So I'm like pretending I'm Diana Taurasi or something. I don't know. And they <laughs> there I met LeBron James's stunt double 
And I was like, wow, you know, he looked like him. He's big six, nine dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, Nicole, there are auditions for Space Jam on Thursday. You've got to go. I know the casting director. You got to get it. So, you know, that's just how it works. Like you just go from one thing to the next to the next. For sure. And that's how I got Space Jam. And it's just like incredible things where you just, yeah, have to show up, say yes, and like be there in LA and something crazy might happen. So what was that experience like? That was so cool. (laughs) I mean, just that whole audition where I crashed the call back at this like Hollywood rec center. And there was a cattle call of like hundreds of people at first all whittled down to like the top 10 for my, the girl I was auditioning for. All 10 of them, I was auditioning for the role of Diana Taurasi actually. And they all look like Diana Taurasi, which is like black, dark hair. Not me, not a yeah. blonde girl. And so I walk in and luckily I guess I'm her same height and weight. weight. And um, I show up and we do a little basketball like audition. And then we're in front of the director and everyone and do our pitch. And I'm like, well, I didn't make one single shot and I'm blonde. I don't think I'm going to have this one in the bag, guys. Next day they called me. I got the, I got the spot. So it was, it was incredible. Um, and yeah, from there, I mean, I was on set for three months with LeBron James and guarding LeBron every day and like really getting to know him well, which was fun. So that was the year they LeBron won the championship. James, is his number in your phone? I, yeah, I know, I know LeBron well. I've hung out with him a few times. I mean, like even after the, wow. after the movie or during the movie, I mean, like he'd wake up, he worked hard on that. Like it'd be like 5 a.m. We'd be up and at it. And then we had a lot of shooting competitions and a lot of like working out together. And a lot of the Lakers would come over and want to work out with LeBron. And they built him a huge gym at Warner Brothers. So it was, I mean, it was like a dream come true. And like there'd be a, I don't know, like after we wrapped like a big rap party and LeBron's inviting us to these fancy places that like no one's allowed to unless you're LeBron. And I mean, it was just really cool. So I had a great time what's doing your, that What's one. your best LeBron moment like that stands out? It would probably be the time I, I beat him in this shooting competition. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were on set and um, he actually like challenged us to a little, I mean, he asked like, who's the best shooter in the gym? And some people pointed at me, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I went over, and we were just kind of like goofing around and did like an around the world thing. And he actually beat me by two on that one, so I'll give him some credit. But then I'm like, okay, we got to play like a real game here. And we did one where I started on the baseline. You have to make one in a row to advance to the wing, make two in a row to the top of the key, three in a row, then four in a row, and five in a row. If you ever miss one, you go back a spot. Um, I played that one and I beat him. I made 12 in a row at the end and everyone charged the, the court. Like the director midway, he's like, okay guys, we got to wrap this up. Like we got a movie to make. LeBron's like, no, 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 she's in her zone. <laughs> so, so I finished one and then he's like, all right, we got to do another rematch because now we're tied. We played again after we wrapped and we were on the court for 45 minutes. Like it was an intense game. And he started in his flip-flops, and then I started making a few. And he's like, Javier, give me my shoes. <laughs> so he laces up, puts his shoes and socks on. And we played for like 45 minutes because, I mean, you'd make like four in a row, miss one, go back, and like three in a row, the five. We probably were like 95 out of 100. We were shooting that thing. Wow. And then I beat him again, so it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that was a good moment. That was a good moment. In so history. you've done so many thing, different things. What What's the next steps for you? What do you want to do? I mean, it sounds like you can just do so many things. What do you want to do? 
I mean, it would be a lifelong dream to be the next Blake Lively or someone, but that's, you know, a far-fetched thing. So in reality, and my dad would be like, no way, Nicole, you're not that good. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dad. But if in reality, I would love to be like my boss, essentially. So right now I'm in like the sports coordinator world, um, which is like I'll be hired to make them. I just did one in Atlanta. Um, I did a movie called Fantasy Football. It comes out next month. And we're the Atlanta Falcons. So I have to hire 45 guys who look like they could be a part of the, for- the Atlanta Falcons. And like a quarterback who looks the part, you know, you're tied to everyone. Mm-hmm. And you break down the script with the director and create these plays, you know, that are going to work. Because sometimes a writer could say like, oh, the score is, you know, 24 to 7. And you have to show that. So it's like, okay, they didn't write anything about this. Now we have to create a touchdown here and these two. So you break it all down. Um, and you're on set for the whole duration of the movie for like three months working this out in pre-production and then on set. And then afterwards, you know, you get to watch the whole, the movie. But, um, I, my boss is essentially the one that like my, the director seeks out and it's kind of a must hire for like all Nike commercials for sports films. I mean, he's done Moneyball. He didn't remember the Titans. He's done Blindside, like really any good big sports movie. Mm. My boss was like the pioneer of essentially and so i met him on space jam and i've been able to do i did a movie with adam sandler called hustle on netflix i've done a lot of fun things where i then get to kind of create the movie and like make the sports look good because it's a problem (laughs) it's we just talked about this earlier it's a problem in film when homeboy can't even like throw 10 yards down the field and he's supposed to be the quarterback like come on man i can't throw further than you this is a problem All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the lightning round, lightning round, lightning round. All right, in this part, we're going to have Nicole answer as many questions as possible in 30 seconds. Are you ready? Born ready. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Favorite movie of all time? The Imitation Game. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Soup. (laughs) I really love it. Finish this sentence. The coolest thing I've ever done is beat Adam Sandler one-on-one. The most interesting person I've ever met. I'll say LeBron, I guess. (laughs) Last one. Best Christmas gift you've ever received. Oh, definitely. Definitely. My pair of Heelys where I just cruise the halls so, so fast. I wanted one so bad and I finally got them. Nicole, I want to give you the final word for today's show. Share a word of encouragement or scripture with the warrior community. I mean, you guys are lucky. Liberty is, yeah, it's one one of my biggest blessings and still is to this day. And yeah, I would just, for any of you like high schoolers out there, I'd say, you know, like bring liberty to wherever you are. Like you can still always be that same kid who listens, pays attention and like doesn't have to get into all that trouble to have fun. And I, I mean, I think like people especially, I mean, I respect people who I know it's like they say no to certain things or they stand up or they go to church every Sunday. Still, Like there are things that I feel like we learned in school that we are called to do and we should be doing them every day, no matter where you are. It doesn't have to stop at Liberty. Like you got to continue to do that because I don't know, the Lord has blessed me and so many people, all of us. And I just think, you know, we have to give it back. And so I would just encourage you guys, yeah, to bring Liberty wherever you are. 
Um, it's an awesome place, and yeah, you know, don't try to, you know, pretend like oh, it's no big deal. But no, it's kind of cool. So, <laughs> hold on to it, folks. <laughs> Those are great words. Great words. Thank, thank you. you. I want to thank our alumnus Nicole Cornett for being on the podcast today, along with Mr. Josh and Mr. Haber for their behind-the-scenes support of the show. If you have any questions or comments for the show, drop us a line at podcast at mylcs.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Warrior Way podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast services. Until next time, go Warriors! Warriors!